0: Welcome to The Gospel According to with Ryan and Mike, a conversation designed to explore what makes the gospel good news in various books and topics of the Bible. So, Mike, we're going to continue into Romans chapter 14, and we are looking at the book completely out of order, trying to make the theology real to us in our lives, but in Romans 15 and 16, the Apostle Paul encouraged the harmony of all believers under the Lordship of Christ. Romans 1 to 3, Paul has talked about the righteousness of God for all peoples who were under sin. And now we began in the last couple of conversations talking through Romans 13 and 14 and asking what does this mean? And to the Apostle Paul, love is the fulfillment of the Torah. And so we are not to give in to sin, but rather we're to live lives of love. And as a general style of life, we may be able to look at that and go, oh, yeah, that's wonderful. But then when you get to Romans 14, where this becomes very real with different people groups, this is then where we have to actually put the application in. Mm -hmm. I think the central point of Romans 14 comes in verse three when the apostle Paul says, let not the one who eats despise the one who abstains and let not the one who abstains pass judgment on the one who eats for God has welcomed him. That's really the thesis of this whole chapter. Well, today we're going to talk through verses five to nine where Paul is going to begin talking about specific for one of a better term issues that are yeah. going on here. So how about we begin with you giving us a more robust understanding of the weak brother and how hmm. that is then going to shape our reading of what's going on in these verses.
1: Yeah. So we see um a few specific uh reference points here uh to you know what the the weak group is, is living by their convictions, their practices in contrast to the strong. And, and so he says in verse two, one person has faith that he may eat all things, but he who is weak eats vegetables only. Um, verse five, one person regards one day above another, another regards every day, the same or regards every day. Um, and so you, you, you've, you've got, um, some who he calls the weak uh believe that that they can't eat certain foods and they need to observe certain days. Others have a more permissive conviction, permissive yeah, set of convictions that's that say they can eat all things and they don't all days are the same, right? Um and so the weak and the strong, the weak in this context is most certainly Um, Jewish Messiah followers, those who are, are um, continuing to live as Jews. And and I think for us to really be able to feel the weight of this instruction, it's helpful for us to really think through this on the ground a little bit more, because it's easier for us in, uh, as, you know, white Gentile Americans living in, you know, 2023, to um, just say, well, that, that's not an issue. We're not asking the questions that they were asking in the first century. We're not wrestling through the same things, um, and so it's easy for us to dismiss and say, yeah, we don't have to eat this certain way. Those are not issues for us. So, like, distance ourselves from the from the weak, but to to really feel this on the ground, it's helpful to just recognize that the 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 major issue in the earliest days of the church when gentiles became uh, began to to have the gospel preached to them was the question was do gentiles need to become jews do they need to be circumcised and and keep the law of moses implicit in that question uh, you know like you know built into that question is the reality that Jews still lived as Jews, right? They were Messiah followers, they were in Christ, they were in the spirit, but they still live, you know, practiced Jewish customs and did all that stuff. Um, and that was normative. Um but so but you see, you know, then the, the, the question, the, the answer that's given by the apostles, and Paul argues this very thoroughly in, in Galatians is is um no, they don't. Because of the bigness of the cross, because of the faithfulness of Christ, all who are of pistis, all who give their allegiance to the Messiah are a part of this new family and new, new people. Um, but we get to a passage like Acts 21, and we see, uh, uh, let me just read this just to, again, feel the, the weight of this reality. Um, Paul's come to Jerusalem. He's anticipating his imprisonment, but he, he comes bringing this gift and this report to the 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 elders of Jerusalem. And uh, he says, after we arrived in Jerusalem, the brethren received us gladly. And the following day, Paul went in to us with James and all the elders were present. After he greeted them, he began to relate one by one, the things which God had done among the Gentiles through his ministry. And when they heard it, they began glorifying God. And they said to him, you see brethren, how many thousands there are among the Jews who've also believed they come to faith and they're zealous for the law and they've been told about you that you're teaching all the Jews who are among the Gentiles to forsake Moses, telling them not to circumcise their children or to walk according to the customs. What then is to be done? They'll certainly hear that you're come. Therefore, do what we tell you. We have four men who are under a vow, take them and purify them with yourselves and pay their expenses so they may shave their heads, and all will know that there's nothing to the things that they've been told, but that you yourself walk orderly, keeping the law. Right. So, so the the assumption was that, okay, Jews were, were continuing to live as Jews, and they heard that Paul was trying to stop that, and he's saying, no, I I told Gentiles not to do this, but, but again, this, this passage illustrates that reality, that, that, that life for Jews, now that we come to, to Romans, though, that majority has shifted, and so, rather than a, uh, Jewish sort of majority and, and sort of domination where the question is, do Gentiles need to become Jews? What, and, and Paul's arguing in letters like Galatians, don't become Jewish. Now that's shifted and you, you've still got Jews living among them. Um, But now we've got vast majority of, of Gentiles. And, and the, the argument is, is don't become anti-Jewish. Don't boast against the, the, these, these branches that have been cut off talking about unbelieving Jews in in chapter 11, but here, um, don't look down on those, those who are weakened in, in in faith. And again, who have these, these restrictive conv- convictions on these, these issues. Um, but again, for us to appreciate this, we needed to realize like, okay, this, this matter of eating, and not eating certain foods, keeping days, all this sort of stuff was not just trivial little matters. These were things that that Jews lived by as a way of life. It was rooted into their the fabric of their culture, for sure. Um, it was rooted into their identity. I mean, uh, you know, how they ate was was part of what marked them off as Jews. Um And and they had, you know, like we like to say, book, chapter, verse (laughs) to show why they did what they did, (laughs) you know, the way that they lived and showed uh, how important all this was. And so um, you can appreciate how someone like that would struggle with this on the ground question of others not living in the same way, others not adopting these practices and and how the the natural response would be judgment, right? To look down on these people in judgment as those who are disregarding God. I just said a lot.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I really appreciate that because this this is helping us to more live into and think into the the real concerns that would have gone on there. Because at least a few years ago in my reading of the New Testament, I thought the Jew-Gentile issue was just one of the things that Paul had to deal with. Mm -hmm. But this is like the issue that the first century church is having to work through. Yeah, Mm absolutely. And to what extent is the old law, quote unquote, the Torah – what it how how is it still continuous? To what extent is it discontinuous? Yeah. What practices continue? How is it fulfilled? I mean, th- these are these are heavy questions and mm-hmm. they don't have simple issues here. And yeah. so I think as the Christians at Rome and the various churches are working through these issues, Paul is then trying to offer them a vision of unity yeah. as to how they can work through this. Yeah. So Paul then says in verse five, one person esteems one day better than another while another esteems all days alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. The one who observes the day, observes it in honor of the Lord. The one who eats, eats in honor of the Lord, since he gives thanks to God, while the one who abstains, abstains in honor of the Lord and give thanks to God. Well, here we have two issues. We have celebration of days and we have eating. Mm-hmm. how does this relate to what you just talked about with the weak brothers
1: yeah it seems to me that the it would have been the weak brethren or the the you know Jews to be more direct and specific who were um keeping certain days and not eating certain foods right um and 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 again feel free to push back on this i i i tend to see weak strong as less pejorative than we Tend to think of those terms, but uh, strong convictions, uh, strong and uh, resolve to live a certain way, versus a sort of weaker resolve about these things, and the idea of—I of, like to say—permissive convictions versus restrictive convictions seem to be what he he has has in view here. Yeah, status um,
0: is, is yeah, and I mean this is where you and I just have a bit of nuance in how we read this chapter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I prefer thinking this more in terms of status, like uh-huh. celebration of Sabbaths or not eating in particular foods. Now, let me just stop a note here. In one case, one is a positive action, actually doing something. One is a negative action, not doing something. Correct, and that yeah. often becomes difficult in applying Romans 14. But yeah. Paul's yeah. offering both here a positive action and a negative restriction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but in either case, the, the celebration of a Sabbath or the abstaining from particular foods would have been a low status behavior of mm-hmm. Jewish Christians, mm-hmm. as opposed to the majority Gentile Christians who would still be able to look more like the culture they're living
1: in. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I and I don't I don't see it as necessarily even having to be either or. But, you know, me and my both hands, like I, yeah, I absolutely. It yeah. both I both mean, it. You, yeah. you
0: and I just have different nuances in, in how it yeah. works. This is not it's not totally. Complete. Complimentary. complimentary.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, Um, I like that. Complimentary.
0: So let's not put this in the action, though, Mike. Um, Yeah. If you had asked a Jewish follower of Jesus who is listening to this letter read to them from the pen of the Apostle Paul, would they have said, well, but these issues are not religious issues. These are just personal
1: issues. No, no. I mean, it's more than personal. Yeah. uh, Yeah.
0: And I think we need to get that. Yeah. That so often when Romans 14 is read and applied, we try to come up with these artificial structures of. Oh, if it's a, not a religious issue, it goes in Romans 14. If it is, et cetera, that's that. If you understand more of the weak, strong dynamics of what's going on here.
1: Yeah. yeah. Like
0: the weak would have certainly said, these are religious issues. These yeah. are religious convictions that we hold. These oh, are yeah. not just ethnic customs.
1: Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Then he said, go ahead, go ahead. I just say, you know, to say it, you know, in a very simple way, some people had very strong convictions that they couldn't do certain things and had to do other things. And those strong convictions um, were rooted in their uh, a total identity before God as matters of faith, as matters yes. of way, way of life before God and others had much more open convictions that that it, the food doesn't matter, uh that that the days don't matter. Um and, and so to be so convicted of something and to to live in community with people who are so much more open-handed on the same issues. Um, when those issues are a matter of religious conviction, faith conviction, identity, culture, heritage, spirituality, all rolled into one book, chapter, verse, uh, these are not just trivial little things. Yep. Yeah.
0: 100%. And that's why he says in verse seven, For none of us lives to himself and none of us dies to himself. Yes. For if we live to the Lord and if we die to the Lord, So then whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. For to this end, Christ died and lived again, that he might be Lord both of the dead and of the living. How in the world does that connect to this idea of weak, strong, eating, not eating, honoring days, not honoring days?
1: Because both groups are are holding their convictions in faith. Right. As as a matter of their allegiance to Christ and devotion to Christ, devotion to God. Um, And and that's the the thing that's so hard to recognize, I think, especially for the weak um, when they see these things as this is what this is what God wants. This is this is how we're supposed to live, to be pleasing to God and to see others who just don't have those convictions. and yet what Paul's trying to help them both see is both of you are serving the Lord in this. You, you have, it looks different. You know, there, there are things you're doing differently, but both are doing it out of your total devotion to Christ. Yes. Yes.
0: 100%. 100%. And even in recognizing if Jesus is Lord of the living of the dead, he yeah. is likewise Lord of yeah weak and strong, weak and strong, absolutely. Gentile. All yeah. these, all these together. So l- l- let's just make a few observations. We have to take the instruction of Romans and then ask how this instruction should shape our lives. Yeah, give us some wisdom here. How does understanding the weak? How does understanding the strong help shape how we? apply and live out this passage.
1: Yeah. I I mean, there may be, we'll just say issues, things upon which I develop certain convictions about where I may be more of that restrictive weak in that weak group, right? People, you know, know, someone who thinks I can't do certain things or I have to do certain things. And there may be others who just don't hold those same convictions uh, for whatever reason, Right. Um, And yet, let's say I'm the weak uh, on an issue, I'm doing it out of total, I I hold these convictions out of of total devotion to God. And yet I see in those who don't share those same convictions, what looks like allegiance to Christ, Um, you know, to use another uh, kind of issue. Here he talks about foods and days in in Galatians, he'll he'll talk about circumcision and uncircumcision and, and say, Circumcision is nothing. Uncircumcision is nothing. But faith working through love—that ultimately being a follower of Jesus means total allegiance to Christ—that is going to manifest itself in love for others, which is exactly what we saw back in chapter thirteen as well. That that the whole law is fulfilled in love. Um, And so, if I'm seeing that, we 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 share the same center of gravity. We share the 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 same Lord. and yet, um, so so then the onus for the for the weak brother, which is who we've been the weak brother the weak group we've been talking about here, is it's not my job job to judge the others, and I just have to ac- I have to accept that I have to recognize that the one who will judge them is the Lord, and leave it at that. One hundred percent. One hundred percent.
0: Uh, w- 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 one, of, one of the, oh, I don't know how to say this, one of the lessons I really get from this conversation is love has to be the motivating factor in this. Yeah. yeah. I, I recently was in a discussion with someone about Romans 14, and this sister said to me, Well, but we still have to do truth. It has to mm-hmm. be truth. I can just imagine the Jewish Christian saying that about Sabbath, food days, circumcision
1: yeah absolutely
0: well which virtue does paul really sound forth here love yeah Yeah. now love is not opposed to truth in any way shape or form that is a philosophical discussion for another day. Yeah. You and can't a false love without yeah. truth and you can't have truth yeah. without love. That's a big misunderstanding. Yeah. yeah. But I, but, I, but I think what's often meant by that is truth as in my set of beliefs. My
1: yeah is, what I think is my
0: right. set of beliefs is going to trump everything else. Yeah. And I think Paul would begin the discussion by saying uh no yeah. you have to start with the love of the other. Yeah. You have to start with love of the person you disagree with. You can't yeah. judge. You can't despise. You have to start with love. Now, we yeah. then still have to work through what we actually do, but that has yeah. to be the starting place.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and you know, the, the thing that Paul does not do in this chapter, in this whole section, is is work through the issues to, to, to determine what's the right view and what's the wrong view. He yes. hints at it. He hints at it in verse 14, but not in a way to sort of come down on one side over the other, but more to, to, to say to the strong, um, it ultimately doesn't matter. So so why are you making a big deal out of this and doing harm to your brother for your liberty, essentially, right? And 100%. and, and, and so, so even when he does sort of hint at you know, of uh, a view on the issue, it's not to 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 establish the truth, so to speak, but it's all you know, so what he's doing is essentially equipping both sides on any issue, how to stay in community, stay together and regard one another, how to have our what our attitudes t- toward each other should be and how we actually live together, um, while holding these different positions, beliefs, convictions, practices.
0: Right? Yes. I think if many if many Christians I know were to write Romans 14, it would be much more a primer on how to win the argument rather than it is yes. how to love your brother. Yeah. And I'll just leave that as the final word. Yeah. Let's not judge. Let's not despise. But the one who loves fulfills the law. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Gospel According To podcast. If you have any questions about what you heard today, please send us a voice message. We would really love to hear from you. Make sure you follow us on social media, subscribe, and click the bell to get notified when we drop a new episode. Until next time, and for all time, your God reigns.